You're listening to the Mosaic Podcast, brought to you by Jewish Federation of Palm Beach County. Each episode of this podcast will offer you excerpts from the Mosaic TV news magazine, which airs Sunday from January to April in the Palm Beaches. Mosaic explores the most pressing issues facing the Jewish community here at home and around the world. And now, here's your host, Susan Shulman Pertnoy. Welcome to our 45th season of Mosaic. I'm your host, Susan Shulman Pertnoy. Mosaic is Jewish Federation of Palm Beach County's weekly news magazine. We're exploring the most critical issues facing Jews here and around the world. Whether it's in education, at an event, or simply in daily Jewish life, everyone deserves an opportunity to participate and have their needs met. Today, we're talking about inclusion and what our Federation is doing at all levels to make sure those with physical and mental disabilities and differences are not left behind. That's up next on Mosaic. Joining us today is Allison Winderbaum, and she is Federation's Community Disability Navigator. Did I say that right? You got it. <laughs> Welcome to Mosaic, Allison. Thank you, Susan. It's a pleasure to have you with us. It's a pleasure to be here. February is Jewish Disability Awareness and Acceptance and Inclusion Month. What was the focus this year? So the focus this year is primarily about awareness and making the community aware that individuals with disabilities should always be included in everything it is that we do. The word inclusion is used, um, overly used, so, but let's take a deeper dive. <laughs> what, what does inclusion really mean? So inclusion to me, of course, it's about you know all faiths, it's about all types of abilities, disabilities. Um, it's a, about a wide range of things, but for me, working in the disability space, it's about moving from inclusion to belonging. Oh, and I love that. Thinking about inclusion not as an afterthought, but as a forethought, and making sure that when people come into the space, rather than us making changes to accommodate them, that it already feels like a space of belonging for them. Uh, that's that's wonderful. <laughs> that's a wonderful way to 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 lens to look at this through. Thank you. Really. Um, so your federation's community navigator. What what exactly do you do? So as a disability navigator, part of my role is to work with our clergy, work with our partner agencies and federation to make the community a more inclusive place for people with disabilities. And the other part of my role is the Community Navigation Program, which is providing free seamless referral services to individuals and families of individuals with disabilities in the community. So is that all faiths as well? It's all faiths. We don't just help Jewish people in our community. We help everyone. How do you help the community reach the goal of inclusion? So the way that we reach the goal of inclusion is in a lot of steps, you know, changing the mindset of people to think about inclusion and think about people with disabilities is one step in itself. So by providing educational information to Federation, to our partners, and working together as a community to learn about inclusive language, to learn about accessibility and accommodations, and all the different things that go into disability inclusion, that's really the first step to how we get there. So that was probably you know, the beginning of my role at Federation, and now I've kind of taken the show on the road. So 
in the month of JDIME, I've been going to different synagogues and working with the rabbis, clergy, board members to provide trainings and um, recommendations on how we can make their synagogues and the community more inclusive. Oh, that's, that's terrific. You mentioned earlier that it's free of charge, and why is that so important? I think it's really important because people that are coming to me, you know, needing referral services, needing these disability resources in the community are in a not only financial crisis, but emotional crisis. And they need these services and they need them to be free of charge. Yeah, take the pressure off. So, you yeah. know, it's a very overwhelming time for families and to be able to provide these resources and these services to people free of charge um, and try to be as stress-free as possible, it's, it's a really lucky thing that I'm able to do. It's really needed, too. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this brief message. Up next, We'll hear from members of our community about their experiences and the programs in place that are making a difference. Stay with us. Mosaic is brought to you through the dedication of generous corporate sponsors who fuel the work of Jewish Federation of Palm Beach County. We thank American Commercial Realty, Appleby Udenfriend Wealth Management, BDO, Bremen Motorcars, Bruce Gendelman Insurance Services, Commodore Singer Basement and Braun Attorneys, First Republic Bank, FPL, Rogers Design Group, and Shapiro Pertnoy Companies. We're back with Allison Winderbaum, and I want to ask you what type of families come to you for help? Anyone and everyone. So, all ethnicities, all faiths. Um, all ages, anyone and everyone. And I think it's important, as I said before, not just you know providing these services free, but providing these services to anyone and everyone who needs them. What kind of misconceptions or challenges have there been in the Jewish community regarding disabilities? So I think in the community of you know disabilities, there's a common misconception that disabilities are just visible to the naked eye, when a lot of the times we have to think about also invisible or not apparent disabilities like mental health, which is very, very important and very prominent, not just in our local community, but nationwide and worldwide. So I think it's important to, to recognize that people that have physical disabilities also a lot of the times do have mental illness and to make sure that we think of the whole picture and to help people with all things that they need disability related. How can organizations such as synagogues and community centers uh, better service people with disabilities? So thankfully, I'm taking my show on the road, and I'm working with synagogues to make the community a more inclusive place. I think one thing with synagogues is definitely physical accessibility, because we do have a lot of people in our community in Palm Beach that use mobility aids, which are things like walkers and wheelchairs, and to make sure that our spaces are physically accessible for everyone. Do you feel, do you find, I should say, that organizations are naive when it comes to really, they, they think they're inclusive, but they really don't see the whole picture and you come in and, and you really have to enlighten them? I do think so, and I haven't always been in the space of disabilities. So when I came into it, I think I understood a lot more 
the like what it looks like through an individual with disabilities because we want to really make sure that that's how we're looking at things not as a person that maybe doesn't necessarily have you know physical disabilities or other disabilities we want to make sure we're looking at the whole picture so yeah i mean i think it's been really beneficial that i can come in with a different mindset and a different vision and uh, make these suggestions and try and make these changes in the community. That's great. Can you tell us some success stories? Of course. So actually this morning I have one. Um, okay, good. <laughs> so I got a call this morning um, from an individual who had a son uh, with disabilities. He uh, you know, has previously received services in the Jewish community but was looking for some day socialization. And that can be something that's really hard and not necessarily thought about for individuals that are neurodiverse. And this individual, though they were receiving services, maybe not in the Jewish community, but other you know services, they were looking for other things, things just for a more daily basis and daily routine because socialization is so important, not just for people with disabilities, but for everyone. Right. So I was able, thankfully, to talk to the parent and provide a lot of different resources. And she was so incredibly grateful. And to me, that just blows my mind because she was just so thankful that I took the time to, to call her back and sit with her on the phone and listen to her you know, talk about her struggles because she said most people don't really take the time to, to sit and listen and try and guide them. You do such wonderful work. It's so important that people out there can find you because you're so needed. There's so many people with, with, that, that are in situations like that. Do you have any other examples you want to share? Sure. I mean, I think as someone who is, you know, studying social work, I try and look at the whole picture, look at the family system. So when I'm helping one individual, I'm not just helping that person, but I'm helping the entire family. So a lot of times that's, you know, the referrals that I get, I end up helping the aunt and the uncle and the son and the grandparent with all different resources because the picture is just so much bigger and there's always more to the story. That's gotta be so gratifying for you. It's a pretty amazing work. I'm very lucky to, to be doing what and I'm doing. And we're very lucky to have you. Thank you. One last question. Sure. What are your hopes for the future in this field? So I'll go back to what I said earlier about belonging. I want our community in all aspects, in all areas, for people to feel like they belong. And, you know, what what is belonging, right? So when someone comes into a space, they shouldn't feel nervous or anxious or like they don't fit in. They should just be able to be welcomed with open arms. And I want that to be for any person in our entire community. Joining us now is Allie Danik, Federation Special Needs Community Educator. Allie, welcome to Mosaic. Thank you so much, Susan. You know, education is so important for special needs. Tell us about your role. Yeah, absolutely. So I am our Special Needs Community Educator. So what that means is that I work with our religious schools. We have about eight um, synagogue schools. I work with our early childhood centers, um, and I work with our day school to ensure that there is educational programming um, that is inclusive and accessible for all students of differing needs, whether they be identified as special, edu um, special education or unidentified as special education. I want to read the statistic. Yeah. The CDC released findings that nearly one in five school-aged children, that's 
incredible, have some sort of developmental disability, which really illustrates what you're doing is so needed and important. What were some of the un unmet needs out there? Yeah, absolutely. So in that statistic itself, one in five children, I mean, that is a majority of our school-age children from ages 3 to 22. And so one of the needs that became unmet was the fact that we had such a vast amount of students that were not receiving the proper identification and identified needs. Um, another challenge is that in the public school systems, they do have funding for special education services and they have their whole IEP process. And unfortunately, in our Jewish schools, um, we don't have that funding as of now. We're still working on trying to get more and more funding for these services, um, which is why I'm really grateful to be here to help advocate for those, um, for that funding to occur so that our children, before they go into the public school systems, are able to receive early intervention services and they're able to receive these um, pre-IEP services so that when they... IEP? IEP is, stands for um, Individual Educational Plan. Um, so what that means is that they, this is a whole document that will list out a child's diagnosis and accommodations, modifications, anything that may ne be needed for a child's success in the elementaries or in the educational system, regardless of age. What other challenges are you faced? One of the challenges is awareness. Um, we do not have a lot of awareness of what is a disability and whether a disability is physical, intellectual, or mental. Um, we have a lot of invisible illnesses that may be not seen to the common eye, which makes the classroom very, very difficult when you have children with ADHD along with a physical impairment, um, along with a mental disorder such as post-traumatic stress disorder. So some of the challenges are just kind of educating our community on the different types of disabilities that you may see in the classroom and how to co-interact with neurodivergent students, so students whose brains may work a little bit differently um, or who may be on the autism spectrum with um, our children who are unidentified or who do not maybe need extra services. So how do you do it? How do you make sure these <laughs> students with disabilities have access to the resources and, and other opportunities? Absolutely, so it's a lot of hands-on work. Um, I'm in our religious schools and our early childhood schools uh, a majority of the week trying to encourage uh, different program modifications um, in the classroom. So with that being said, I'm observing um, I go in and I just observe both teachers and students to see maybe what throughout the day could be changed so that all students may benefit. I also meet with directors and parents um, to bring in everybody together to kind of understand what is occurring, what, is, what are we seeing in a day-to-day -day, um, situation, and how can we help and connect our home life and our educational life we want to ensure that we're all a team and that each um, member of the child's life growing up is a part of their active role in their um, growth and in their successes. And then another way is community um, professional development. So I work with these directors to ensure that their teachers have 
professional development so that these teachers have a place to go if they have questions. Um, so what I, a resource you are. Yeah, so I mean, I tried my best to do it, um, but this, is, this has been my pride and passion since I was 13. Um, so I've always been in the field of special education um, from my undergrad to my master's to my field work now. So I'm pretty excited to be here with them. So what would your hope be in the next five years moving forward? this field. So my hope is that we don't need to just refer to special education services, that inclusion is a forethought of it, not an afterthought of educational programming. My hope is that everybody can realize that these slight changes in a school or these extra times or accommodations can affect all um, learners regardless of ability, regardless of age, and that understanding that inclusion and Accessibility affects and benefits everybody. It's not just for a certain crowd, um, and it's not just for a certain age. Ali, what are some of these benefits for all students? So one of the major benefits is knowing that all students, regardless of identified or unidentified needs, are able to learn together and are able to create a comprehensive, cohesive classroom. Um, so they're able to create socialization um, skills with each other. They're able to play and interact with each other and they're able to have a sense of passion and normalcy and they're not looking at somebody else like, oh, you're different. They're looking at somebody else like you and I would look at somebody else. Like we would look and be like, oh, there's my friend, Susan. I'm right there, right? Oh, it's it's a wonderful aspiration. And then another benefit is just With our teachers, they work so hard. We have wonderful teachers in our community and in our organizations, our partner organizations, but these teachers have a lot on their mind. So by being able to modify and by being able to um, create this inclusive environment, we are creating learning environments that all students can learn in. So it's no longer are the days of we're sitting behind a desk for eight hours a day. Our kids are up and moving. They're having, they're learning through song. They're learning through visualization. They're learning through music and hands-on experiences. And just like all of us in a room full of people, one in five people have some sort of differing ability and that includes how we learn. So by being able to create an inclusive environment within our classrooms, we're creating a chance for everybody to be able to express their strengths and to show who they are and showcase their skills without adding extra stress on that teacher because now everybody's gonna be creating that cohesiveness and everybody's gonna be engaged, which then decreases our behaviors and it decreases the attention, the amount of attention that one student may need over another student. And it fosters acceptance. Absolutely. It fosters acceptance, it fosters inclusion, and it fosters belonging, which is very important because one of the things that we've been seeing after COVID and as we're becoming back into a sense of normalcy is the lack of socialization and the lack of the ability to peer interact with each other. And so by having these inclusive environments and by having these modalities of different learning, we're seeing our students begin to build each other up and we're seeing our young ones as early as age two learn the process and the importance of sharing and coming together as one community and not just individuals. That's very exciting work. I love it. I mean, started from a very young volunteer and now this is my lifelong passion and goal, so I'm super excited for this. Thank you, Allie. Thank you, Susie. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mosaic Podcast. 
Please be sure to subscribe to Mosaic on your favorite streaming platform and to leave us a review. Want more? Visit jewishpb.org mosaic where you can access full episodes of the show. To stay connected with the Jewish community of the Palm Beaches, visit jewishpb.org or follow Jewish Federation at facebook.com slash jewishpalmbeach.